This episode of Cell and Gene, the podcast, is brought to you in partnership with Thermo Fisher Scientific and Applied Biosystems' new Qualtrack real-time PCR and digital PCR solutions for biopharma. Give your cell and gene therapy development an edge with reliable and accurate qPCR and dPCR workflows backed by a trusted supplier. Explore the complete ecosystem of CGMP-compliant qPCR and dPCR assays, master mixes, and instruments at thermofisher.com slash qPCR slash biopharma. listeners and welcome to this episode of Cell and Gene the podcast. I'm your host Aaron Harris and my guest for today's pod is Amit Kumar PhD. He is the president and CEO at Anixa Biosciences. Amit and I are going to take a deep dive into CART T therapy, but before we do I want to thank Amit for his time and welcome him to the podcast. Amit, thanks for being here. Thank you very much for having me, Aaron. Sure, sure. So Let's talk a little bit about Anix's CART-T program. It's being developed in collaboration with the Moffitt Cancer Center. How, talk to us about how that partnership came about. Well, this technology was originally developed at the Wistar Institute in Philadelphia. Wistar is a uh, basic research institute and the developer there, scientist, Dr. Jose Caneo Garcia, was moving to the Moffitt Cancer Center. And uh, we wanted to uh, take this into the clinic. And Wistar only does basic research, but Moffitt is one of the top uh, uh, gene and cell therapy facilities in the, in the world, frankly. And uh, Dr. Caneo Garcia was going to be head of immunology there. So we struck a, an agreement to uh, complete the IND enabling studies, and then complete the, uh, begin the clinical trial at the Moffitt Cancer Center. Good. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about uh, liquid tumors versus solid tumors. So there's been success, right, so far uh, with the use of CAR-T therapy in liquid tumors, but it's been challenging to develop CAR-Ts for solid tumors. I want to hear from you, why is that? And then why do you feel that Anix's approach has the real potential to overcome those issues? That's, uh, that's the $64,000 question. Uh, obviously, as you noted, uh, CAR-T has done some pretty amazing things for certain leukemias and lymphoma patients. And these are patients that ordinarily would never have made it in, in the past. Uh, so CAR-T has generated a tremendous amount of excitement. However, as you noted, CAR-T has not worked in any clinical setting in liquid, in solid tumors. Uh, and there are a number of theories for that. Uh, one theory is that uh, in solid tumors, we rarely find targets that the T cells can attack that are unique and not, don't exist on other uh, healthy cells. Um, however, we have found a target, follicle-stimulating hormone receptor, that is unique uh, to the uh, ovaries 
and doesn't exist anywhere else on any other organ system. And so as you retarget ovarian cancer, we feel that we'll be able to uh, destroy the ovaries, uh, not only the healthy ovary cells, but also the uh, cancerous ovary cells. But it's okay to destroy the healthy ovary cells because women at that age don't need their ovaries. The second theory is has to do with trafficking. Uh, and that is that it, it's often difficult for engineered T cells when they're infused back into a patient's body to get into the tumor. Uh, they don't traffic into the tumor very well. And uh, we've, we're solving that problem also by using a ligand. Uh, so, so taking a step back, our target is a follicle stimulating hormone receptor, which is a protein receptor. That means it has a ligand that binds to it. And over millions of years of evolution, that ligand has become a very good binding uh, uh, pair with the, with the receptor. And so our T cells use the ligand as a homing mechanism into the tumor, into the ovarian lesion. Um, most T cell, most CAR T cells utilize an antibody that's created by scientists. We don't do that. We let nature and millions of years of evolution create the, uh, uh, the ligand that helps drive the T cells into the tumor. And then the third uh, major issue has to do with uh, uh, the immunosuppressive environment inside the tumor. That means that tumors have developed a number of mechanisms to suppress the function of immune cells and uh, enable themselves to, uh, to grow. Um, now, what we have found is that our uh, target, the follicle-stimulating hormone receptor, turns out to be expressed on the blood vessels in tumors. So in addition to, in the case of ovarian cancer, our CAR Ts attacking the ovarian cancer cells directly, the CAR T, our CAR T is going to destroy the blood vessels that are nourishing those uh, lesions. So we're sort of destroying, we hope we will be destroying the CAR T, uh, I'm sorry, the tumor from outside and from inside. And that's why we think that uh, this technology could potentially be the first uh, CAR T that will be successful uh, in treating the solid tumor, in this case, ovarian cancer. Good, good. And I, I certainly hope that is the case. I, I do want to take a step back a second. I want to talk about um, the overall treatment landscape. So give us a brief overview of the current ovarian treatment cancer landscape as, as a whole. Yeah, so um, there have been some advances, but nothing major. Uh, in ovarian cancer, typically a woman is, uh, after she's diagnosed, is treated with platinum drugs. And many women respond to those platinum drugs, but almost all of those women uh, eventually become resistant and relapse. And, uh, and then there aren't very many uh, successive drugs that can be used. Uh, there are a number of, of anti-angiogenic drugs uh, approaches, uh, as well as something called the PARP inhibitor, um, 
uh, which are which are relatively new, uh, but virtual, you know, the the uh, you know survival rate of women with ovarian cancer has really not changed that much. It's about still about fifty percent uh, over the five year period. Okay, all right. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about the um, your ovarian cancer CAR T therapy, and it has it that it uses an existing hormone hormone receptor relationship that you were talking a little bit about before to create a targeted approach to create or excuse me to um to treat ovarian cancer. Talk to us about the mechanics of your approach. Yeah. Um... So, so as you know, CAR T involves removing T cells from individual patients and then genetically engineering them with what's known as the CAR, the chimeric antigen receptor, and that and then reinfusing the cells back into the patient. The expectation or the goal is that the CAR will drive the T cells to the cancer and try and destroy the cancer. And that's what happens in the liquid, in the liquid tumors, in the liquid tumors and lymphomas. The uh, uh, difficulty, as I noted, in uh, solid tumors, one of the difficulties is trafficking into the tumor um, because the uh, cars that are typically made don't, uh, or perhaps are not as good at targeting the tumor as they should be. In our case, we've identified this protein. It's a receptor. What that means is that it's it's a hormone receptor. What that means is that it has this ligand that, as I noted, has this ligand has developed over millions of years of evolution to really be a good binding pair. So the way we like to think about it, the mechanics of our CAR T are that our T cells are targeting the tumor in a much better and much more efficient manner than the traditional CAR T that utilizes an antibody that's created by scientists. Uh, uh, we let nature create the homing mechanism, uh, homing missile, and nature has, you know, is very good at things like that uh, and spent, you know, millions of years of evolution uh, developing that, that binding care. Good, good. Okay. You're going to be starting the phase one trial for your ovarian cancer CAR T therapy soon. So talk to us about when you expect to be able to share the initial data. And then second to that is, you know, what does the long-term development path look like for the treatment? Yeah, we, we hope to be starting that CAR T, uh, trial, uh, very shortly, um, and we're working with uh, the FDA on finalizing everything that's necessary to get that going. Um, and the uh, rate, of, or I guess the time when we will be able to provide data is going to depend on uh, the patient recruitment rate. Um, and we're hoping by the end of this year that we will have some data on safety as well as efficacy, some indications of efficacy uh, for ovarian cancer patients. Um, and long-term, uh, obviously this is a phase one study. Uh, if we, uh, if, 
if depending on what kind of efficacy we see um, and safety uh, profile that we see, we anticipate a phase two, three uh, trial that will enable us to relatively rapidly complete the uh, complete the trial. And that's assuming that the data looks good and uh, and we're starting to see uh, efficacious results in the patients. Sure, sure. Okay. Are there any other are there other solid tumors that Anix is looking at to target beyond ovarian cancer? You know, what are they? And then uh, why is the ovarian cancer program important for, you know, initial proof of concept? Well, uh, we chose ovarian cancer for a number of reasons. Number one, it's a unmet need. And number two, the follicle stimulating hormone receptor is the perfect target for ovarian cancer. Um, as we go forward, it's possible that there will be some other uh, solid tumors that we will look at, but we haven't made those decisions yet. There's, there needs to be a little bit of uh, some additional basic research that needs to be done to determine what potentially could be the, the good indica you know, additional indications. Uh, but we need to prove this out in ovarian cancer first. And, uh, and if we can do that, then uh, we'll look at other solid tumors. Yep. Yep. Sure. Makes sense. I want to talk a little bit about uh, CAR T therapy used, being used in combination with other kinds of therapies. And I wanted to get your thoughts on exactly that. So CAR T therapies being used in combination with other therapies. Talk to us about what you think about that. Yeah. So CAR T therapies uh, have uh, as, as we've discussed, have not worked in solid tumors. And so people are looking at ways to address uh, some of the mechanisms of suppression. Uh, for example, checkpoint inhibitors. Checkpoint uh, inhibitors are uh, antibody molecules that enhance the ability of T cells to function. And so uh, the goal here is that perhaps a checkpoint inhibitor could improve the ability of the T cells, the CAR T cells that are in the tumor to fight off the tumor. So there are a number of different approaches people are looking at to use combinations. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's, there's a little bit of difficulty because, you know, each of these therapies can be very, very complex and uh, have side effects. And so you have to really balance the uh, side effect profile with uh, the ability to try and destroy the tumor. But there's a lot of work that's being done to try and uh, use combinations. Good, sure. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the cell therapy field in general. It's evolved quite a bit, has a long way to go. So how do you see the field of cell therapy continuing to evolve even in just the short term in the coming years? I think uh, the cell therapy field holds a lot of promise. It's a very complex type of uh, therapy, but uh, it's a living therapy. Unlike most chemotherapy drugs, for example, the platinum drugs that I mentioned earlier, those are chemicals. In this case, cell therapy, these are cells. These are actual living drugs that can reproduce in, inside the body once you've uh, put them in there. And cells can do a lot of things that 
a single chemical cannot do. We're just learning about all the various things that cells can do. And, um, and then when you think about uh, the way cancer cells uh, arise in the body, they, are, they arise as a single cell and then turn into two cells and four cells and so forth, right? Uh, but most of the time, when a cell becomes cancerous in our bodies, as we, you know, as we're young and have strong immune systems, the immune system destroys those cells and the cancer never becomes a cancer. Uh, it's only when you're much older, typically, that uh, the immune system is not able to battle those few cells when they arise and then the tumor, you know, then the cells become a tumor. So cell therapy is the process of really boosting your immune system and making it much more powerful that, you know, and targeting a specific type of cancer. So as far as I'm concerned, going forward, the area of cell therapy is going to make revolutionary uh, impact in the way we treat cancer. But it's complicated and it does, it's not going to happen overnight, unfortunately. Sure, sure. But the promise is there for sure. So, uh, and we look forward to once uh, your trial has hit the clinic and we are, there's more information to share. We certainly hope you'll come back and share it with us. We would love to do that. Thank you. Good, good. Uh, before we sign off, I wanted to ask you when you're not certainly knee deep in CAR, ther CAR T therapy for ovarian cancer, uh, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do outside of, outside of work? <laughs> I, well, you know, I have, uh, I have, uh, two beautiful daughters and a beautiful wife and we do a lot of family things. And, uh, uh, I personally really enjoy, uh, uh watching, uh, NFL football. So I'm a big football fan. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, listeners, that wraps up another episode of Cell and Gene, the podcast. Uh, thank you so much again to Anixa Biosciences, Amit Kumar. Amit, thanks so much for being here. This was a lot of fun. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, listeners, please be sure to visit Cell and Gene to sign up for our e-newsletter, and we'll get you all the timely content to your inbox every Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, and we will talk to you next time.